It is Thursday, April 30th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who promises to work hard no matter where he's broadcasting from, J.P. Shatrick. And welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour on April 30th, final day of the month, May, tomorrow. Yes, today's Thursday, first of all, if you haven't. You lost track. I think a lot of us might have by this time. And uh, it is the final day of April. Welcome in. J.P. Shadwick with you. We've got quite a show today. Jags analyst Jeff Lagerman coming up shortly. Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn. We caught up over a Zoom call yesterday. It's available on the team website. You'll hear a portion of that coming up in a little while to discuss Daniel Thomas, the Jaguars' safety draft pick, fifth-round draft pick this year. Senior writer John Osher joins us. We'll recap the draft and get into this Andy Dalton business. Well, he was cut by the Bengals today, and that's the talk online and on social media is that maybe the Jags could be in consideration. We'll go around the National Football League as well, and we'll hear a preview of next week's visit with Mel Tucker, former Jaguars defensive coordinator, now the head coach at Michigan State, who just got the job in February. But we'll delve into LaVisca Chenault, his former wide receiver slash offensive weapon type guy at Colorado last year. That's coming up a little bit later in the show today. Let's go to the phone lines immediately right out of the gate. And he, he leads us off this week. It's Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman. Jeff, good afternoon. JP, it's nice to uh, to bat lead off for one. <laughs> well, you've always done such a great job as the anchor leg of this show, bringing us on home in the right way. That you know what we've got to move it around this week, and and you're gonna you're gonna get on base for us. We're gonna get you over and get you in. How about that? No, it's good. It, uh, and I know there's there's plenty to talk about with the draft having just been completed, and uh, and also many undrafted rookies agree to terms with the Jaguars. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of new faces Oof. that are gonna be wearing teal and black when in camp eventually opens. I hope you know. That's a lot. That's what, 30 rookies, 18 uh, signees after the draft, 12 draft picks, and then who knows in free agency if there's a couple of churning spots as this goes on here. Before we get to the draft and the new guys and all that, let's start off with a big name of the day around the NFL, and it's Andy Dalton who was cut by the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's on social media, everybody's like, a lot of people are, hey, the Jags could be in consideration. Would you dare, Jeff, sign Andy Dalton? Yeah, I mean, I, I would. I mean, for a couple reasons. One, he has been a uh, a decent starter in the National Football League. He's familiar with your offensive coordinator, Gruden, and uh, and he needs a job. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think the Jaguars' backup quarterback situation. This is assuming, obviously, that Minshew is your starter. I don't uh, think that Dobbs is uh, is a highly uh, you know, thought of backup quarterback in the National Football League. In fact, uh, there were some reports last year when Dobbs was in practice that uh, it wasn't very good. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for the Jaguars doing it. Now, if you asked me this a week ago, I would have said, no, go out and draft you one. Because sure, I right. thought that there was an opportunity to do that early on in this draft, and the Jaguars decided not to do that. And I do understand that the Jaguars ended up getting a quarterback late in the draft, but uh, they expect him to be a backup quarterback at some point for the Jaguars this year. 
for Jake Luton. Is that pronounced correctly? Uh, Luton. Yeah, Jake Luton. Luton. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, yeah, I expect him to be more of a developmental type product, project anyway. So, yeah, Andy Dalton should uh, absolutely be on the Jaguars' radar. We'll see but you got to get through a couple things before that happens. Number one, Andy Dalton has to realize that there's not a, another starting opportunity in this league, number one. And he's also got to realize that the money is not going to be at 17, 18 million a year. You know, so uh, he's got to realize he's going to be a backup. And number two, he's got to realize that the pay is not going to be what it would have been if he had uh, remained under contract with the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll see what happens. Dave Caldwell has up his sleeve in the next uh, couple of days with that. Now, uh, that's all said and done. Let's go to the results of the NFL draft. And let's start. In the first round, two picks in the first round, ninth overall, 20th overall. Uh, C.J. Henderson is the pick at nine, the corner from Florida, and defensive end linebacker Caleb Unchason from LSU. Two defensive players early, and now you have uh, the ability on defense to have potential playmaking types at every level of the defense logs. Well, you hope, you know, and and I really like Chazon. I think he's got a great motor. and. Uh, you know, and for him to have the year that he had last year, which was a good, really good year. I don't want to say a great year, but a really good year coming off of a knee. Uh, that's impressive. Love his motor. Love his intensity. He plays hard. Uh, he's got some, some pass rush ability. And with the situation with Ngakwe kind of unknown and what's going to happen with that, uh, that makes that a position of need. So I think it's a good fit. Uh, supposedly a high-character guy. Uh, he's got uh, some real nice hips. He can bend it around the edge. And, you know, and if the Jaguars end up having issues with Ngakwe or if he's even back in the fold, you know, Chazon gives them, I think, an opportunity to be really flexible as a defense to where they can play their 4-3 principles. But then also what they really wanted to do last year, but with the holdout of Ngakwe, they didn't end up doing it, is to get some of the 3-4 principles on the field and make it more prevalent, you know, because we saw little pieces of it yeah. last year as a defense, but we never really saw it to where it became a bulk of a game plan. And I think if you have time to prepare, which now we're looking at no offseason stuff, you know, but if you can get in a camp and have a camp to where you can prepare for that flexibility, it sure would be nice and, and create a lot of headaches for offensive coordinators. Logs, the, the nuances of the differences of four three three four. it can be, I mean, obviously a linebacker would maybe come up on the ball, but it's really the spacing up front has a, a lot to do with it too. It's not just, hey, three yeah, well, down, four down. Right? You know, JP, JP, to be honest with you, sometimes when I watch a film, I'm sitting there going, is this a 3-4 or is this a 4-3? Because so many principles with a 3-4 are used in a 4-3 and vice versa. So... Uh, there's not a lot of difference, but uh, it, it just makes it a little bit more unpre- unpredictable. You know, the way you, I think your blitz packages become a little bit more varied when you're running a 3-4, and you have that personnel on the field where you've got some guys that can cover, uh, that also can rush or cover. So, yeah, I think I think it's nice to have that flexibility. And I like the pick of, of C.J. Henderson. Uh, what I'd like to have been able to get, a little bit farther down in the first round to get him. Yeah, but I mean, that's, you could probably say that about every guy. And he's fast. Uh, you know, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in person. When I watch this film, I, I will tell you, I didn't see a whole lot of difference between him. And I said this before the draft, I didn't see a whole lot of difference between him 
and the, uh, the the cornerback from Ohio State, name escapes me. Jeff Okuda. Okuda. You know, and then people had Okuda as like a top five, and I'm going, well, and my, my, by saying this, I'm not saying that, that Okuda should have been where he is and that Henderson should have been higher. I think Okuda should have been down a little bit because I didn't think there was a that big of a difference between Okuda and Henderson. So I'm, ja- I'm glad that the Jaguars got one of the top two corners that was pretty much the consensus of all the different personnel people around because it's obviously it's a huge position of need for the Jaguars. And, uh, boy, you've, you've had a couple big subtractions, so adding a little bit to that equation certainly helps. Jeff Logan with us, Jaguars analyst on Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday afternoon, the final day of April. Let's go on to the second round. LaVisca Chenault Jr., wide receiver from Colorado, and he was injured a couple of years ago. And you heard Dave Caldwell after the draft say, you know, if this was a year ago and, you know, it, he might be a first-round consideration, high first round, one of the top, if not the top receiver coming out. Um, the, the question now is can he get back to that form? And the Jaguars took a second-round pick on him, so they feel like he can. And it's not just a wide receiver here, Logs. I, I caught up with Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker earlier today. We'll hear that interview coming up early next week. But the, the way you can move him around, play him left, play him right, play him in the slot, line him up in the backfield, that was what Colorado did, and it worked out pretty well. That's a good weapon to have on offense. Well, he's tough as nails. You know, that that's what I like. And, you know, one of, the, I think, the themes of this draft for the Jaguars as a whole, I think character mattered. I think in, in past years, sometimes it might have been pushed to the side at times for certain guys where there was, you know, you, you could see maybe great value in a guy. Uh, but I think character was at a premium, and I, and I think that this is also one of LaVisca's strengths is that he's a high-character guy. And I'm sure you had a chance to read the letter that he wrote to the general managers around the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And when a player does, essentially it was a letter that he wrote and talked about the injuries that he fought through, talked about where he came from, talked about his upbringing, talked about his parents. Uh, the death of his father. I mean, there were all these different things that he wrote in this letter to NFL general managers. And you sit there and you read it and you go, wow. I mean, what, what a powerful thing to have done. And I think it really good. It shows it. I thought it showed uh, great courage to be able to do something like that, but it also showed that he's an accountable person. And that's the type of players that you want to have on your football team. And he's a physical presence, JP. I mean, he's big, you know, he's a wide receiver. It's a, darn near 230 pounds and he's physical yeah. you know he's not one of these wide receivers that once he catches it like a marvin harrison or reggie wayne used to and we saw with the indianapolis Colts so many times that he said he's going to look for a place to to go down i mean holy cow he he's, he's he's different now he likes to bang and he likes to finish plays so uh from from that standpoint as a defensive player i like those kind of guys Logs, you mentioned the the character aspect of this thing, and that's been a storyline at the end of the draft that basically all the guys picked, 12 of them, are, have clean backgrounds, uh, are great off the field according to their former coaches and teammates and everything. How quickly – and uh, two questions here, I guess, for you, Logs. How much did this Jaguars locker room need that kind of influx of, of character guys? And how quickly can you change – a locker room in the NFL? Uh, well, you can change it quick now. I mean, just cut a few guys, trade a few guys, uh, 
you know, and then you bring in higher character type of guys. But I mean, holy cow, you go back JP to the, to some of the incidents that this team had, you know, in 2017, 2018, uh, from off the field stuff to, to some of the stuff that was on the field, it wasn't good, sure. you know, and it's hard to win that way. And, and I think if you look at the most successful team in the National Football League, the Patriots, they never really had any of those issues. I mean, there were some issues, but I mean, they didn't have any distractions during the season out of their players. Where the Jaguars in 2018, there, there seemed to be many. So uh, I like that fact. And yes, you can change a culture in a hurry. And I think it has to start at the top. And then well, when you bring in certain players, they got to have, you got to have guidelines. And then when you bring them in here, there has to be an understanding. And I'm sure that Doug Marone is going to stress that out, stress that to the highest point, because that's something that I know that he feels very strongly about. And, and I think that that was, I don't want to say that was all his doing. I think it was a little bit of a combination of Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone, both thinking, look, we need to do this right. And here's an opportunity for us to do it right with all these picks that we have, let's change the culture. And that's what they talked about. And I think that that's part of, of, of being a winner. And that's what has to change. Certainly with this football team, the culture has to change. Accountability has to come up and the character needs to be there in order for a lot of those things to happen. And certainly a lot of those things need to happen for this team to win. Logs, last couple of minutes with you here, uh, going through the, the last day's worth of picks. So that was eight picks on Saturday. Busy day at the uh, draft room for Dave Caldwell and the, and the crew uh, picking players for this team. So I'm going to ask you who, you know, maybe you might be your favorite right out of the gate of the later round picks. I, I'm picking a couple of different guys here. Quarterman, the linebacker. I think he has a chance downhill type of linebacker. Um, and then the the one that, I guess not surprised, but uh, kind of made you go, hmm, was the tight end from Georgia Tech, Tyler Davis. Uh, and he was a transfer in from UConn. Good numbers there. Went to Georgia Tech as, as a grad transfer last year. And this is an offense in transition in Atlanta, remember, because they played the option, the triple option for 10 years. And then fire, or Paul Johnson left. They bring in a new coach. The offense is trying to figure out who's playing what. They haven't had a tight end, a true tight end on the roster, really, in a decade. So he didn't get the ball a lot. If he can figure out, if he can manage the blocking in the league and catch the ball when it's thrown to him, those kind of guys logs can have a lengthy career if they can get through those early years of of maturation in the NFL. Those are my two favorites. What about you? Well, I want to see him first, but, you know, because I haven't watched the film on the later round picks yet. But uh, I will say this is that typically later round picks are later round picks for a reason. That's true. And so I usually get excited about some of your third and your fourth round picks because I think that's where some guys can really surprise you and all of a sudden go, wow, how did somebody not take a flyer on him in the first round or the second round because he's a player? So I think the third and the fourth round is where you find more of those guys where you get really excited about, like the the cornerback from Michigan State, Scott, you know, either him, also Quarterman, as you mentioned, the linebacker from Miami, and uh, Daniel Thomas Auburn, the safety. I mean, those are guys that are right there in that sweet spot of the draft where you're looking at third, fourth, and fifth rounders where 
they may end up being certainly much better prospects than where they were drafted at or their draft status. And, and you get a little bit tired of hearing all the personnel guys talk about all their draft picks and, boy, we had a first-round grade on them and we were fortunate to get them in the third round. <laughs> Sometimes when you hear that, you sit there and you go, Ah, that's a little ridiculous. But in some cases, look, that's the belief that they have in guys, and sometimes that plays out. And a lot of times, it doesn't play out. We end up seeing a guy who's drafted in the second round who shouldn't have been drafted in the fourth round. You know, so uh, so for me, in that sweet spot of that third, fourth round, that's where you really look to find some guys. But look, it, it happens. It's happened before to where all of a sudden JP, the sixth round or seventh round pick, all of a sudden turns into a really good football player, right. but the percentages just aren't there. It's funny, you, you've never heard a college coach say, you know, we had a, a decent recruiting class. It was okay this year. You've never heard a GM or coach say, yeah, our draft classes, yeah, they're okay. You know, they're always great. And this one, though, has a chance to, to turn it around if you can hit on some of these guys. Well, and I, and I think the one thing that became very apparent after the draft was over that this football team and the organization as a whole has gone all in on Gardner Minshew. That's right. I mean, I mean, I think that's the that's probably one of the biggest headlines that has come out of this draft for this football team. And is that the the right thing? I I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. Only the future will tell that. But there was an opportunity there in the first round for the Jaguars to be able to select a quarterback, whether it had been early on at nine or sometime later on. You know, they had a chance to do that. So. Uh, it definitely certainly tells people that, hey, Minshew is the mania, and uh, we got the mania here in the, in the front office, and we got the mania in the head coach's office. Logs, good stuff. You are a pretty good leadoff hitter, I'll say. Hey, I try my best, JP. I try my best. And next week, we'll uh, I've had an opportunity to watch some of the film on some of these, these uh, you know, fourth and later of the rounds, and we can go into a little bit of detail. And I might give you – a name of a guy to where I go, JP, watch out. This guy is who I'm really excited about. Oh, I can't wait. That's a week away from today. We'll hear from Logs again. Uh, thank you, Logs. We'll talk to you then. Thank you, JP. All right. Plenty still to come on Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll return with a visit with Gus Malzahn. He's the head coach of the Auburn Tigers. And we caught up on a Zoom conference yesterday, the video available on Jaguars.com, a snippet of that conversation is coming up shortly. Remember to do your part, Duval. Practice social distancing. Wash your hands often. Maintain daily exercise habits at home. And stay connected with friends, family, and Jags fans. And for local information regarding the coronavirus pandemic, follow on Twitter at JagsReady and at HealthyFLA. Use the hashtag StayHome, StayStrong. Hopefully, uh, that will start going away soon. That, uh, that seems to be the trend, at least coming up. Let's hope. Back with Gus Malzahn, the head coach of the Auburn Tigers after this. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. <laughs> 
Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh, wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo, too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JAGSCARD. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience, so members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. At Forever Vets Animal Hospital, they combine the highest quality pet care with extraordinary compassion, specializing in a variety of veterinary services at affordable prices. As an essential business, they're open seven days a week and offer curbside service. First responders, senior citizens, and the military will receive a 10% discount during the COVID-19 pandemic. To schedule an appointment at one of their eight locations on the First Coast, visit ForeverVets.com. Forever Vets Animal Hospital. Keeping your pets healthy and happy forever. Jacksonville International Airport is going beyond daily to serve those travelers with a need to fly during the COVID-19 pandemic. They're temporarily lowering the cost of on-airport parking. Passengers can now park in the hourly and daily garages for only $10 a day, while parking in the daily surface lot is down to $7. They look forward to a time when our community begins flying again. And please remember, once the air is clear, they are here. To learn more about how Jacksonville International Airport is handling coronavirus, visit flyjacks.com. If you bleed teal and black, we've got your back. 1010XL 92.5 FM, home of the Jaguars. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour rolls along. All dailies and dailies dash locations are open and operating under normal hours. Pick up a fresh made-to-order sub or sandwich from dailies dash today. And as our friend Tony Pacelli says, he loves that dash sauce. Check it out. Uh, welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with you. Our thanks to Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst for leading us off today. Uh, yesterday, had a chance to catch up with Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn. The, the Jags selected Daniel Thomas, safety out of Auburn in the fifth round, who's a starter for the Tigers the last two years. He's out of Lee High School in Montgomery and was about to 
commit and sign with Minnesota. He didn't have an offer from Auburn uh, 50 miles away from Lee High School. And then one of the corner or the, one of the safeties they had in that um, that class that they thought at Auburn decided to go elsewhere and sign with Tennessee. So it opened up a spot late in the recruiting process right before signing day. They went and saw him, offered him a, a scholarship, and uh, that was the school he wanted to go to. So he ended up at Auburn. We'll hear Coach Malzahn here uh, on that recruiting process, how he developed over the years, and what kind of player the Jaguars getting Gus Malzahn here on Jaguars Happy Hour. How has this been for your football program? No spring ball. A lot of questions about the fall. How are your staff and players getting along to this time? Yeah, it, obviously it's been a unique time, I think, for everybody one and you know not having spring practice uh, our guys all spread out you know probably about two weeks ago we actually started getting the routine and our guys are finishing up finals uh this week and you know staff wise i mean we're flipping the switch we're thinking positive we're thinking about you know when we get our guys back in the summer and getting ready to play the season coach 16 players from your program have been drafted over the last three years that's the best from auburn's from uh, since 89 to 91 that's a long time ago now but part of program success obviously is winning football games winning the division and, and winning the sec and and moving on from there but seeing players go pro six auburn players drafted this year that tells you a lot about where your program is right now yeah it really does we're very excited um you know about the guys and the thing about it the guys have been drafted done very well at the next level. We had six drafted this year. We had eight free agents, which I think there's going to be a handful of those guys are going to have a real chance to make a team. So uh, real good uh, time right now to be an Auburn Tiger. Head coach Gus Malzahn with us from the Auburn Tigers. Let's talk about Daniel Thomas. And I was reading about his recruitment stories. Pretty interesting. He was a, a, a late addition to that signing class and was about to go to Minnesota, of all places. A, a guy from Montgomery, Alabama, Lee High School, is about to go to Minneapolis. Instead, you bring him in late. Take us through that process, and, and how close of a call was that for you? Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, he's right down the road, so we knew about him. Uh, brought him in on an official visit the last weekend. And you can just kind of tell his positive energy. Uh, got a chance to, to meet his family that weekend, too. And so after he left, we wanted to make this thing work. And Luckily, the numbers worked out. We were able to make that call, I think, about 7, 7.30 uh, Wednesday morning. And, uh, uh, you know, he was overjoyed. His mom was on the phone crying. It was a real special moment for him to be drafted now. I mean, it's just uh, it's just a real special deal. From that moment when he set foot on campus in Auburn to now, how much did he grow? Let's start off off the field. As a person, what kind of person did he become in those years at Auburn? i tell you what, you're getting an unbelievable leader. Uh, such a positive person, uh, a very spiritual person. I mean, he'll he'll send uh, Bible verses out every day, you know, to the team and the staff. He's our FCA leader. Uh, me and my wife, we we take guys on mission trips in the spring, and he went back to back years, and just a wonderful human being that's going to bring a lot of positivity to that locker room. Gus Malzahn with us, head coach of the Auburn Tigers. Now on the field, he was paired up with Jeremiah Denson at the safety position the last couple of years. That was a good tag team combo on the back end of your defense there. He was second on the team in tackles the last two years. What kind of player will the Jaguars get at the safety position and, and on special teams as well? Yeah, I call him the heat-seeking missile. I mean, he just has a nose for the ball. And, um, you know, he's a very good tackler, a good open field tackler, a great competitor. And uh, he's experienced. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's been a lot of big games, understands the game, understands situations. 
and you just said it special teams. He's one of our better special team players, and he took special teams just as you know serious as he did defense. He was one of our special teams uh, leaders, and uh, you know I can't say enough good things about him. He's got a chance of playing in the league a long, long, long time. What was the best moment that uh, you remember from him on the field? Is it that Iron Bowl, his first time out, a couple of picks against Hertz, or is there something later in his career that stands well, out for you? Well, I tell you what, you just—I mean, you just said it. Like, <laughs> you start out as a true freshman in the Iron Bowl on the road, two interceptions. Uh, you know, he grew up in the state; and he understands how big that is, and that really just laid the groundwork for him from a confidence standpoint. That hey, not only can I play in this league, but I can play very high level. And then after that, really the, the next three years, it was just like he turned into one of our leaders, a guy that you can count on, uh, that has so much uh, character. Uh, he loves practicing. He loves the game of football. I mean, and uh, like I said, I can't say enough good things. Coach Malzahn, is it is it the leadership part of his – the way he goes around and does his business. Is it more of a vocal leadership? Is it by example, a mixture? What's that personality like? Well, really it's by example, uh, first of all. But this year, being a senior, he was on my leadership committee. Uh, and then he started to become more vocal. And he's the type that, you know, he's not going to say a whole lot. But when he does, everybody listens. And they have so much respect for him as a person, uh, as a player. Uh, you know, everyone is rooting for Daniel Thomas. Coach, a couple more minutes with you here. And I've got to ask you while we have you on here about a couple of other SEC players that the Jaguars drafted on the defensive side of the football. You're, of course, noted for your offensive prowess there as the head coach of the Auburn Tigers. So let's start with uh, C.J. Henderson. You saw Florida last year. Uh, I think he had three passes defense in that game, the cornerback out of Florida. What kind of corner and how, how did you have to adjust when you, when you saw him on the outside? Yeah, he was a guy that we definitely game planned around and tried to be very smart because we knew he had big playability. He just felt such a confident player. And so, you know, that was a big, big factor. We were trying to game plan around him. And it was one, one of the defensive linemen that, uh, that really were the two keys we felt like in uh, being successful, but but a dynamic player. Caleb on chase on the other Jaguars first round pick. As we sit here and talk today, the guy is 20 years old and he's a first round pick in the NFL. He'll be 21. So not uh, there's a lot of tread left on the tires there for the Jaguars at least. But what kind of impact did he make the last couple of years in the SEC? You know, we were always concerned about him rushing the passer. Uh, you know, he's long, he's fast, uh, you know, very explosive and this past year, he, he got a lot better against the run. Uh, so you're talking about uh, a really, really good player that uh, has a lot of upside. And like I said, he, he, he's scary when you go against him, you know, rushing the passer. And uh, finally, Dontavius Russell is here with the Jaguars as well. A draft pick late last year. Got to get him on the field a little bit, but he's working his way up. And we're glad to have him around here for sure. Yeah, Dontavius is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, you're talking about a guy that's just so steady. Uh, boy, he played really good for us. He's one of those guys that's just steady, consistent. He gets overlooked, I think. I think he was a lot better than the attention that he got while he was here and probably even with you guys too. But very good football player, very steady, consistent. Um, you know, so I, I, I can't say enough good things about Dontavious either. There's Gus Malzahn, head coach of the Auburn Tigers. The full visit available on Jaguars.com, the video, if you'd like to look at us uh, in that conversation, available on the team website. Our thanks to the Auburn Sports Information Department for making that happen as well. Uh, we're back in a moment. We'll hear from senior writer John Osier and get his 
thoughts on what has happened for the Jaguars in the 2020 NFL draft and maybe some of this Dalton business as well. That's all coming up, and uh, we'll go around the National Football League a little bit later as well. Plenty ahead. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local Geico agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> But there's a better chance your local Geico agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local Geico agents. Call or visit yours today. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Price is subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity you know our friends in mcgowan's ac have been a part of this community for over 40 years and when it's pollen season or your whole family's locked in the house season mcgowan's wants you to be comfortable and healthy with a one-time spring tune-up for just 50 bucks that's right just 50 bucks for a spring tune-up so when you're staying at home or working from home get your ac done right with McGowan's AC, the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. License number CMC 1250075. Every practice, every press conference, every game, 1010XL is there. If your favorite team is the Jaguars, your favorite station is 1010XL, home of the Jaguars. 
Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour on the final day of April rolls along. Mellow Mushroom open for delivery and curbside pickup orders. They're currently offering free delivery or 10% off pickup orders. Visit the Mellow Mushroom website or mobile app to place your order. And guess who did the curbside pickup last night? Yes, me. John Osier, what was your last Mellow Mushroom experience? Uh, Mellow, it's been a while. I think uh, think the wife and son went there for some pickup uh, a few weeks back. Maybe maybe right at the start of the pandemic, but... uh, I do miss it. We're downtown in Springfield now, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Avondale is a routine stop now. Yes, so. yes. That's where I was things last are night. Right. Yeah, that's where I was last night, curbside pickup. Uh, easy as can be. The car barely stopped, and the, they came out and threw the pizza in the car and just kept on going. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm sure they appreciated that. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I dove out of the way as you ran by. <laughs> that's right. And then I hustled, <laughs> hustled back to, to scarf it down. Uh, John, what do you make of this Andy Dalton buzz on social media? I guess we kind of saw this coming when he was cut, but do you think, you know, Log seems to think that it wouldn't be a bad idea depending on the price. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, uh, I, think it's I, think, I think it particularly makes sense, uh, not necessarily because the Eifert connects him so much, no. but, uh, you know, clearly Jay Gruden has spent time with Dalton. There's probably a comfort level there. Uh, and, I've said throughout the uh, at the off season, we've talked about it. They have hope in Minshew, and they have reason to hope. But you know, as much as I like him, as much as I hope too, there were long stretches last year where Minshew really struggled, and even in some of the wins, you, you know, there were long periods of half that if if that would happen again which I don't think it will, but if it would, do you want your backups to be Dobbs and a rookie? And, you know, I, I think it still feels like they would like there to be some alternative there. And, uh, you know, to me, Dalton, for that reason, makes sense. I don't know if they didn't go after other guys because they assumed that Dalton would come available this way. Mm-hmm. That seems like a little bit of a reach because you can't always assume things like that. Uh, I don't know if that would have precluded from going after somebody else, but I can't help but think that, that the relationship with Gruden wouldn't help on that front. I guess the other part of it is the cost. Like, what's what's he really expecting? Sure. The market can't be crazy for him, you know? No, you wouldn't think, uh, based on what Winston got in, in New Orleans. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you know, and, uh, but you never know how that plays out, you know, you wouldn't have necessarily thought the Jaguars would have been able to get a fourth for Foles when other teams couldn't get anything for new, you know, so the quarterback market sometimes doesn't play by the same rules as the rest of the market because it's quarterback. But if you get them for reasonable, um, you know, uh, no matter what people might think and say, and this is not a rebuild. This is not a tank for Trevor. There's none of that is reality to the people making decisions for this team. So if they think that uh, Dalton is a guy who can give them a good chance, and if they want to, if they think he's the right fit, then absolutely, I think it makes sense. Yeah, the the whole tanking argument is ridiculous. I mean, it's you, silly. You, you don't it's, tank because you get fired this year if you tank. Well, and even you know. 
uh, to me, look no further than Miami last year to know that it, it's ridiculous. This is a team that, I mean, everybody in the media who was close to that team was sure that they were tanking. And it almost felt when you read the reports, and I know some of the reporters down there have done them a long time, mm-hmm. it felt like they were hearing it from the inside. They were so confident. You know, there's a different kind of reporting when you're hearing the source. Well, guess what? Once Flores got there and once those players started playing, they didn't want to lose uh, 16 games. So it, why try when it's out of your control? Right. Are you going to try to lose 16? What if another team loses 16? So I just think it's, uh, especially with this roster right now, JP, if you look at the roster on the Jaguars, you've got Minshew and three really good young players, Taylor, uh, Shark, and uh, I'm drawing a bla- uh, and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Plus Miles Jack. Yep. Plus now five or six rookies who you figure are going to make huge impacts, and Brandon Linder and Norwell. This is not the 2013 Jaguars where when I looked at him, you thought, "Boy, where do they compete?" Every every roster spot has either a good player or a potentially very good player prime pick. I just don't I don't see the tanking thing beyond the fact they traded some veterans who I think most of those veterans, people who know football, don't think they were close to being in their prime anyway. So I don't know that they're worse than last year. I, I just don't think they are. It is a lot of youth coming in, though. John Ozier with us, Jaguars.com, senior writer here on Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday afternoon. But, uh, yeah, 12 draft picks, 18 undrafted rookie free agents signed. So that's 30 rookies on the roster right now. For this football team that is a lot of youth and as we know john a lot of times a lot of youth means a lot of l's but uh as you said there there are some some of the early round draft picks especially that are going to be expected to jump in and make an impact whether they do or not that's you know we'll see but that's where they are right now it's a young gonna be a young football team outside of even this draft class and this rookie class i mean there's still impact players that are very young on this team well, when I say I don't grasp the tanking thing and I don't grasp why people think this team's going to go what 1-15, I'm not saying they're a double-digit win team yet. I just think there is a place between 2-14 and 14 and 10-6 and six sure. that this team has a chance to settle. It was 6-10 and 10 last year. I think the run defense is much better than it was last year. Better be. And that, to me, was where everything slid off the table last year. Beyond that, they were a relatively competitive team. So Doug, in talking to him, clearly likes the idea, and he's hit on this team. He's hit on this team every time he talks publicly. He's excited about having a bunch of guys who are all pulling in the same direction, without a lot of outside stuff. And there might be, you know, say what you want about Jan and Leonard and all the trade stuff. There might be a few guys who have some lingering issues, but overall, I think you would agree, JP, this locker room next year, it, if and when we're walking into it, mm-hmm. is going to feel like it's pulling in a new direction. And I don't know how you, I don't know what tangible you can say about that, but it feels like it's uh, Josh Allen, Juwan Taylor, DJ Chart, Gardner Minshew's team, and it's going to be pulling in their direction. And I think the organization is excited about that. Uh, 
we talked a lot over the uh, weekend on Zoom, JP. It feels like this draft is going to be looked back on as a sea change, new direction draft. We'll see if the players can live up to that. John Osher with us, Jaguars.com senior writer here on Jaguars Happy Hour. Last couple of minutes with you here, John. So I'm going to ask you, um, of the 12 draft picks, what was the Jaguars' best selection, maybe the best value, the the one that made the most sense, and then what was a pick that made you go, hmm? And then well, how do they get – how do they prove that's the right call? You know, I think C.J. Henderson's been overlooked a little bit, maybe because he's a quiet guy. He's not as fun to talk to as uh, Chase on or, uh, or Quarterman. But he better be your best selection. That's right. And this is a guy whose job it is very quickly, you know, most secondaries in the NFL aren't as loaded as the Jaguars were in 2017. They've usually got one premier guy who can take away a side of the field, let the other guys uh, double their guys, etc. Very quickly, he needs to be, he was only taking four spots below jail. You know, this is not like this is a low first round draft pick. Top 10. When you're, yeah, when you're picked in the top 10 as a corner, that's relatively rare. So, you know, I think he has the trait. They love this guy. And it's become vogue in the last three or four days to talk about the rest of the draft class. But I think he's the guy that I'll certainly be watching more than any because he's the guy who has to come through. I don't know if there was a pick that surprised me as much as. The fact they didn't go running back at some point. Um, I thought even beyond the Leonard Fournette stuff, uh, whatever happens there, it felt to me before the draft like they needed that uh, change of pace, um, uh, a missability guy, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. It felt like that was going to be a pick. And uh, apparently they feel good about Armstead. They feel good about Leonard Fournette's ability to do that. you wonder if free agent released during training camp guy and running back, which often happens, could be a guy like that for a year. But I was a little surprised fourth round didn't include that. I I was very vocal up for the draft. That I thought I thought that's where they would address that, and they didn't. Jaguars.com senior writer John Osher. Uh, so the draft's over. The off-season program has Good official. Good for you, JP. It is. <laughs> the, I got that right. The official yeah. uh, start of the off-season program is here, so that means there's meetings and stuff going on virtually. So what now for you? What's what's the coverage like for you on the team site coming up in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I think all of us are doing the same thing. You're trying to reach out to as many college coaches, Jaguars assistants, trying to get a feel for this draft class. Uh, we're starting what we call the Ozone Podcast, and we talked to oh, Dave Caldwell on that. Whoa! Try really? to go, yeah. Try to go a little deeper. Uh, you know, some in-depth type stuff, interviews, which I like to do. Has anybody? So, have uh, we'll you told anybody here. about this yet? I don't think this is public yet. This is breaking news. Uh, yeah, we've talked about it amongst ourselves. Well, right, but, but not uh, publicly. Not, but not on a radio show. Ah, uh, true, true. So we'll be trying to do that, and I will wow. see how that goes. Nice. Hope to have uh, Michael Silver on the next week uh, to talk a little bit about what, uh, what he saw in the draft. And it's always good to talk to Mike anyway. He's he's a good NFL guy. So we'll uh, we'll try that. And on weeks I can't get those people, 
I've got some neighbors who are pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they love you too, John. Hey, yeah. hey, Ted. Let's talk Jack. Come so, on over. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We're going to try to use this uh, down, you know, not downtime, a time where we don't have access to players inside the building to uh, you know, reach out and maybe try a little something new. Looking forward to that. Uh, John, good stuff as always. Good to talk to you, and we'll catch up with you soon, I'm sure. All right, JP, I'm going to mow the lawn. How about that? Uh, you know, I need to come on over to my house, too, if you want, <laughs> while you're at it. Well, I'm so distancing, JP. I'll, I I'll stay inside. You can take care of that. <laughs> See you, John. All right, buddy. Don Ozier, senior writer, Jaguars.com, joining us on the uh, program today. Uh, we're back in a moment. We'll go around the National Football League, hit some of the high points, and we'll hear a little bit from Mel Tucker, former Jaguars defensive coordinator from 09 to 12. Yes. And then uh, now the head coach at Michigan State. He was the head coach at Colorado last year. We'll hear a snippet of our conversation that's coming up in just a moment. It is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pop distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans. Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, Jacksonville, to help keep our community safe, your friends at Travel Camp RV are now offering free home deliveries on new RV purchases up to the first 40 miles. Their specialists are fully equipped to customize your deal over the phone with live video walkthroughs to help you find the perfect unit. If you prefer to view the RVs in person, they're open normal hours and have implemented improved cleaning policies to keep you safe. Travel Camp is committed to doing everything they can to make your visit comfortable and safe. Call or visit today, 833-388-9426 or travelcamp.com. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Price is subject to without notice equal housing opportunity during these unprecedented times brooks rehabilitation is working closely with their hospital and community partners in northeast florida to ensure patients are receiving necessary care they'd like to thank all the doctors nurses therapists and other clinicians as well as first responders retail and food industry workers teachers and everyone who's working tirelessly on the front lines right now your compassion and dedication is appreciated if you'd like to learn more about how Brooks is preparing for COVID-19, please visit brooksrehab.org or follow them on Facebook and Instagram. The home of Jaguars fans. The Jaguars, I've been a fan since day one. Haven't felt this good in a long time, guys. New ball till we die. Go Jag. 1010XL. Welcome back. Final moments of Jaguars Happy Hour. Travel Camp RV is now offering free home deliveries up to 100 miles. Travel Camp Specialists are equipped to help you find the perfect RV for your home with live video walkthroughs. Our thanks to Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst, who joined us in the opening segment today. Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn. We caught up over Zoom yesterday. The full conversation available on Jaguars.com. Good to visit with Coach Malzahn and discuss Daniel Thomas and much more about the Auburn Tigers program. Uh, that's going well. You, you heard in that interview that they've had over the last three draft classes, 16 players drafted. That's the second most in a three-year period for Auburn since 1989 to 91 when they had 20 in that span. That's a long time ago. So things are, are going well. That's part of uh, program health, let's say, in, in college football is how many players you're putting out. And, of course, when you put that many players out, you've got to have some players to come in and play behind them. That's the next step, and that's the challenge for programs that are successful in sending guys out to the National Football League. How can they fill those spots and, and move on and move forward? And It always kind of feels like Coach Malzahn has a, a little bit of a hot seat at Auburn, which a lot of times it is a hot seat, but uh, he's maintained, and uh, they've won a lot of football games in his time at Auburn, and Daniel Thomas was a big part of that the last couple of years. He's now a Jacksonville Jaguar. We caught up today, and it's not out yet. You'll hear the full interview next week on Jaguars.com. Mel Tucker is now the head coach at Michigan State. Last year, he was the head coach at Colorado, the Buffalo's head coach. He's a former Jaguars defensive coordinator, of course, from 2009 to 2012. Then he went on to the Bears for a couple of years as the D.C., was at Alabama for a year as the defensive backs coach. And it was the freshman year for Ronnie Harrison, by the way. And you'll you'll hear that conversation on Monday as well. And then it was on to Georgia for some successful years with the Bulldogs as the defensive coordinator and then on to Colorado uh, as the head coach last year. That means LaVisca Chenault was under uh, his head coaching uh, staff last year. And they used him a lot of different ways on the field. But the question I had for him was, what is LaVisca like off the field? He's a, he's a really quiet guy. And, and, uh, and really, until he gets to know you. Um, and uh, so when I first got to Boulder, um, he was, you know, very shy. And, uh, 
And so it was a kind of a, a, a process of him opening up, you know, once he got to know me and the staff. And uh, but once he kind of got used to us and kind of found out what we were all about, I mean, he, he's great, you know, and he's like I say, he's a fun guy. He's always got a smile on his face. He loves his team as he loves his coaches. He competes. He practices hard. Um, you know, but for people, you know, initially that he's not familiar with, he's going to be he's going to be quiet. He's going to be reserved. He's got the he's got the braids. You know, they'll be covering his face every now and then. But he'll 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 come out of it eventually. And uh, and you guys will work well together. And we'll see uh, what LaVisca has to offer. Sounds like a lot for this Jaguars team. The second round pick out of Colorado. Our thanks to Mel Tucker. Full visit coming up next week on Jaguars.com. Time to go around the National Football League, and we start off in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where the Packers selected Jordan Love last Thursday in the first round. They moved up four rounds to get him. So is this the beginning of the end for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? Well, Rodgers has not made many appearances since then. He was out there socially a lot on social media, out and about as much as he can be in this time period, but he was out there a lot. Obviously, you saw him everywhere, but that has not happened much. But apparently he talked to Brett Favre, and now Brett Favre is talking to a lot of the media folks. So uh, Favre said that basically disrespect would be a, a term maybe to um, describe what Rodgers is feeling. Well, hey, that's part of the NFL, and, and they've got to move, figure out, uh, the next step of the quarterback position, and it may not be this year, may not be the next two years, a couple of years down the line, uh, it might be time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And if you remember, the same thing happened when Brett Favre was the quarterback there. Rodgers comes in, late first-round pick, and but had to sit on the bench for a couple, three years under Favre. Uh, Favre notoriously did not really uh, go out of his way to help Aaron Rodgers in that uh, tutoring process that I don't know if that's even the right term up there for what happened, but uh, it moved on and far, far at some point moved on. They, they moved on from far. He ended up in Minnesota and, and the rest is history. And then Rodgers has been the quarterback from then. So interesting stuff there from the Green Bay Packers. We heard earlier today, the Bengals released Andy Dalton after nine seasons. Joe Burrow is the new sheriff in town there. And uh, the Jaguars immediately were one of those team names thrown around for consideration for Andy Dalton. And hearing from Jeff Lagerman and John Osier in this program today, it's uh, it makes a lot of sense with uh, the offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden, here now. He was there three years in Cincinnati with Dalton. The first three years Dalton was there. They won a lot of football games in those times. Not a lot of playoff games, not any. But they got there. They were in the hunt. They were in the mix. And they had some things going in Cincinnati for a little while. We'll see what Dave Caldwell has up his sleeve, if anything. Rob Gronkowski has joined Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. But he boasted this week about having the Bucks playbook early. The only problem is that that was while he was still under control of the New England Patriots. He has since said he was joking. Well, um, always interesting to see what... Rob Gronkowski has to say, and this is not breaking news. It shouldn't be breaking news. It should be a, uh, a well-duh moment more than anything. The Chiefs have exercised the fifth-year option on Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, the, uh, the Super Bowl champions last year in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is going nowhere for a long, long time. At some point, they will extend him and, and do all of that. So that'll do it for our program 
uh, today. Jaguars happy hour. Thanks to Jeff Lagerman. So, uh, before we get going here, uh, the three cheers segment is back. Three cheers on happy hour to the Jaguars IT department. They did a great job over the draft last week with the football side, with uh, with the, the broadcast side, getting everybody uh, connected, keeping them connected, and the IT department should get cheers for their contribution to the Jaguars 2020 draft. Our thanks to Jeff Lagerman. Our thanks to Gus Malzahn and the Auburn Tigers, John Osher, and our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick. That'll do it for Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Digital Network.